morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Everybody Loves Bliss podcast. I am Bliss, and my co-host is with me again. Uh, Say hi to the people, Ross Cooper. What up, people? (laughs) Ross Cooper, how you doing? I'm good. I'm I'm, I'm groovy. You know, I got to hit the gym a little later. I've been eating clean. We, We good. Drinking my water. You know... You know, every time you bring up the gym, I feel like that's a dig at me because you know I'm struggling. But okay. I'm, okay. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I interrupted. You've been hitting the gym and what? Go ahead. Eating clean and doing the right thing. Oh, I'm paying for it. Like, as I, I, I ate all the carbs over the holiday and it definitely reflected. So I'm 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 back back on the grind. Um, I was up late last night cooking enough food for the next four days or so. So we, we about to get it back because I'm not trying to have my diet coach yelling at me again on Sunday. Well, and you know what? I, I you you do. I have to say you do inspire me. I have been I have been on the eating bit. I'm really good with that. It's the exercise portion that I'm struggling with. But we go visual. Our show is going to the next level in January. So I am telling you, I'm I'm. I'm getting better. I'm I'm working it out because we can't only have the the co-host being sexy on the show. Right. So you know right. we're working it. Right. <laughs> Ooh, so let's get into it. Well, you know, uh, you know, we encourage our listeners to always give us their feedback, and um, I tell you, my my, we we get it. We we get the feedback. Um, and and some interesting feedback came um from the last show. Um. And we're going to get into some of this other stuff about um, who we can who we can criticize and who we can't, and being careful about that. And I, we'll get into that in a moment. But one of the things that I got that was really interesting, and I want to share, is in reference to Dr. Fauci. Um, my criticism um, last week, and I and I think you agreed with me about why there's certain information that Fauci has kept from the American public in reference to what we could be doing. Some really simple things, and I talked about the vitamin regimen of vitamin D specifically, and C um, that could keep us healthy. And I, I've been talking about this ad nauseum on this season. Um, and I actually posted some real information. Um, I posted the Jennifer Garner interview um, with Fauci. I also have posted on our pages the information from Representative um, Glenn Grothman, who, who was before the House, imploring them to give this information to the American public. We, you know, we've pushed these vaccines, 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 but no real information on simple things that we could do. So I got some feedback um, from one of our listeners, and um, I won't I won't say the listener's name. Um, but what the listener said was um, th- there's some things before. But basically, she's saying, well, Jennifer, meaning Jennifer Garner, asked a direct question of Dr. Fauci regarding boosting the immune system. I have not heard anyone else asking the question, and she goes on to say, I'm not trying to defend him, but why are people sitting around? wanting to be spoon-fed. She mentions that Tyler Perry came out months ago about vitamin D. I'm going to let you respond to that first. Um, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait for you to respond because I, I have very um, mixed feelings about that and what the expectations are of who's supposed to do what. I mean, this is, this is one of those interesting situations where two things can be true. And uh, we touched upon your stance. Fauci does have a responsibility to tell everybody the truth as he knows it. Um, he absolutely should. 
But ultimately, Fauci is an agent of the state. It's almost akin to like, well, hey, you're a good cop. You're still an agent of the state. So I, I don't, this country's history, I just don't think he's going to always have our best interest in mind, our being black people. Um, Tyler Perry spoke about it. I'm much more prone to listen to what Brother Tyler got to say. Than, no, you're not. Then it's a no, recent development. It's no, you're not. You, no, 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 you're not. You're not a Tyler Perry fan. Tell the truth. I'm not you a Tyler Perry him. fan until just recently. One, okay. he paid homage to the brother Spike. That was my thing. Because Spike, I say what you will. The New Yorker had a point about New Yorker had a point about your boy Tyler. But Tyler has since made amends and also named a wing after Spike and also finally freaking retired the dress. So I'm good. Oh Lord, I'm, there I'm, you go. I'm, 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 I'm good. Already. I'm good on Tyler wow. now, and that's my own personal. Um, I'm good on Tyler now. You named the wing after Spike. But you don't. But you don't follow Tyler Perry. You did you even know Tyler Perry talked about vitamin D? Did nah, you know that? Nah, I'm not. Okay. I'm like, do I follow what he's saying? Like, am I? Do I follow any social media accounts? No, no. Okay. No, no. no. Okay. But I'm just saying, like, hey, had Fauci said something, man, Tyler said something. If, if you know, I'm, I'm more apt to tune in to what Brother Tyler got to say because he is us. He's speaking to us. Does Fauci have a responsibility to speak to everybody? Absolutely. But again, Asian state, same state that says black folk need X amount of vitamin D, which is wrong. So I'm like, I'm more apt to listen to somebody that's one of our own than Fauci. Now I don't know about the spoon fed part, like. Eh. Yeah, it seemed like a little bit of a reach, a little bit of a reach, because I guess the I guess the implication is folks going to do their own research, and we should know by now. Uh, folks don't don't do necessarily do that. Folks don't do their research, which is one of the things that I've been trying to implore folks to do. Not just black folks, everybody to do their research. There's specifics that we need to be looking for because a lot of the studies don't cover what we need specifically. My problem with this feedback, and I pre let, let me let me let me preface this. I encourage the feedback. I love when listeners give me even if even if I don't agree with it, I welcome it because it's important to know how people are, who listen to the show are feeling and thinking. So I, I appreciate it. I love it. The, the issue I have with the statement is that there's not, and I think she just added the Tyler Perry part just to say he was on top of it. Like he's somebody that's on top of it. I don't think that that necessarily means that Tyler Perry is the the alternative to who we should be turning to in terms of getting information. I, I don't think that. My issue with this is that Dr. Fauci has been slated as the representative for information for this country, for information on COVID. He's been placed in that position. He's been put in the highest authority. He's been recognized as the people, the person that people turn to. Okay. He's been given that on a national uh, platform. He's been given that national platform. Um, and for Dr. Fauci to not give full information, it's problematic to me. And I get it. You, you, you just said it. He's an agent of the state. He's an agent. And he's, he's, and I, I think that in me calling him out, it's to give information to people that look at this person and what they're doing. Cause it doesn't just speak about Fauci. It speaks about our collective government and, 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 and what the agenda is. But I think that the idea that he 
we can't we we don't hold him accountable because we recognize his positioning is it, it's it, it's a little bit dangerous because you said that Dr. Fauci um, isn't the person that we listen to, but many of us do. Now you said that you 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 said that you would pay more attention to Tyler. You said that now, but I've known the time when you paid Tyler no attention. And Tyler's that he's a filmmaker, he's a director, and and Tyler doesn't use generally his platform. He doesn't necessarily speak out on issues, and I don't think he was speaking. Um, Tyler didn't position the information that he gave um, about vitamin D kind of to counter anything. It was just kind of this additional passing information that he gave. He posted it one time and I haven't heard him speak to it any other time since then. Fauci is consistently giving information, is encouraging folks to make moves about this COVID-19 um, situation, uh, giving um, advice and people are listening. He has the ear of the nation. So he has a responsibility. I know we. I know it's kind of contradictory knowing he's an agent of the government Bingo. and knowing that he has a responsibility. I'm sorry. Bingo. Say that again. Yeah, but here's the thing: the same Fauci who we're saying who who she suggested shouldn't be spoon feeding folks or shouldn't have to. He knows the information, so it's not like he doesn't have the information. Doesn't agree with the information doesn't trust the information. It's not that. Because when he was asked, and yes, she did ask a direct question. I don't know who's asked the question before or not. I don't know. But even if, if I take what she's saying as correct, Jennifer Garner asked the question and he answered it, full well knowing he had this information all along. Full well knowing. You can't tell me that Fauci doesn't know the studies about the benefits of vitamin D and that it's being used in other countries versus using a vaccine. But here's the, here's the same Fauci. Just an hour ago, CBS News posted where Fauci is urging the black community to take the vaccine. <laughs> Not funny, dangerous. So the same guy who had all this information on and has had it for years because there's, there's, there's recordings from Fauci before where he's, He's championed vitamin therapy as a way of keeping the immune system up, preventing disease, so forth and so on. That same gentleman who's had this information is instead of doing the thing that would really help and save our community is doing the exact opposite. So I, 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 it's, it's one thing to say he does. He shouldn't spoon feed his information. He's also leading us astray. He's also putting us in danger because they're pushing this vaccine. This particular man is now specifically push, pushing this vaccine towards the black community. He's urging the black community to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Well, we've touched on this before. You know good and damn well. Whenever we've been the first to be a part of any kind of, uh, and this is a medical experiment, you know where we've ended up or how that's turned out for us. So mm -hmm. he's, he, 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 what we're seeing is not only is he hiding information, but he's leading us astray. So I, I just, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, the, the statement threw me. I mean, I see your point in reference to it, but it threw me about kind of defending this. It, it felt like she was defending the man's position, even though she said she wasn't. So I, I yeah. I, you know, yeah. What, what, you want to say mean, something else about it? 
It's, it's just, it's, this is the part, the last part you just mentioned is nowhere near a surprise. The glorious Empire State, Cuomo tried to pull the whole black folk get it first. Now Fauci, black folk get it first as if it's a favor. No, I'm not trusting none of these dudes. And yes, you are correct. This is a case where two things can be true. Fauci has the attention of the universe, especially those older than us that, you know, come from that Walter Cronkite and Dan Rather era where the news was trustworthy. That is not the case anymore. And should he be telling the absolute truth? He should be telling us the truth, but he's not. (laughs) He's lying by the news wasn't trustworthy. Let me say that the news wasn't trustworthy then. It, oh, it never has. Damn. Been. It, it hasn't. Been. It wasn't. It wasn't. Remember, remember that it was never trustworthy when it came to us. But okay, um, that was the comment. I and, and I just, you know, you and I, we talked about it. We felt different ways about it. And I did share with her that I was going to um, mention it. And um, you know, I, 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 again, we, I appreciate all the feedback. I just. Uh, Okay. You know, I, this has been a, this has been a very interesting week in terms of, of um, the feedback I've gotten and some of the things that we've noticed. One of the other pieces of feedback that I got was from a family member. I won't say who, I won't name names all the time. Um, just saying that I should be careful when they, when they heard me um, talking about Obama, <laughs> that I should be careful. You know, you got to be careful talking about Obama. You're right, but you got to be too careful saying that. And, and there's, I guess, there's some truth to that because. Wait, hold on, 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 hold on. Wait, 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 real quick. You're right, but you still got to be careful. Just think about that for a second. You're right. What you're saying is absolutely true. Just don't say it too loud. <laughs> well, we're in the age of censorship. We're in the cancel culture. We're in the age where I guess people feel threatened. Um, and, and maybe folks do, you know, we, we're not at that point where folks pay attention to us and think we're, we're dangerous. But um, I guess, you know, when when you start getting a lot of listeners and people pay attention, you start paying, uh, changing people's minds. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the point where you become a threat. We're not there yet. Um, but yeah, that, that was the advice I got. And it was interesting because we saw um Sean King Sean what is Sean King's exact role I know Sean King's an activist uh, um I think that's it he's I a mouthpiece professional shit starter uh, <laughs> um and racially ambiguous I, I don't know I I just know he's an activist and he shines a bright light on things that wouldn't otherwise get the attention right and he's had he's you know he's had he's had a questionable you know, people have had issues with Sean King, but Sean King is an American writer and civil rights activist. Um, and he's the founder of uh, something called Real Justice PAC. Um, and he's big on the social platform, speaking to the issues uh, of um, um, civil rights and um, um, racism and equality versus inequality. So Sean King's been a very powerful mouthpiece. So Sean King recently had really some of the same criticisms about Obama that we raised on the show. Mm -hmm. And he lost, how many followers did he lose? 100,000? I'm sorry? 100K, 100,000. 100,000 followers. He lost them in like two days. Is that, was it like two days? I think so. I mean, he mentioned over the course of a week, but I think he mentioned over the course of a week, but yeah, it's 100,000. I think the post I saw said he lost 100,000 in a week. 
yeah. So obviously there is something to uh, critiquing or questioning uh, Obama that black folks just cannot handle. You just can't like, there's this sacred cow thing that ha- is happening in our community. And I don't think it's doing us any justice. Again, this is not, this is not about um, me defending so much on King, but this idea that, that we have this person who's a sacred cow who, or people who are sacred cows. Cause there, there'll be other people that you won't be able to speak to or speak on and people, you know, will, will get offended and and move away from you. But it's just interesting to see that happen and the kind of criticism that Sean King and kind of fire that he came under. The arguments are legitimate. It is a legitimate argument that we need to be careful about people who are wrangling us in. Anytime Black folks seem to be radicalizing and moving and making decisions outside of of what the uh, status quo wants us to do, he seems to be the person that wrangles us back in. No, 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 don't do that. Remember, slap, uh, snappy slogan, defund the police, and you know I'll take the vaccine. Um, those are stunts. That, you know, I'll take the vaccine uh, in, on camera is a stunt. And he called it out. We called it out. And it's just interesting um, that I got the warning and he got unfollowed a hundred thousand times. So, uh, you know, we, we're in a we're we're in an interesting state where w- seemingly where we should be having more discourse and more discussion, it looks like we're not doing that. We're having a hard time. It looks like it's getting harder and harder. And I think the danger is what we keep talking about, this idea of censorship, who can say who can say what and what the message can be and who we can criticize. And this idea that uh, uh, um, there are certain people that we we have full trust in no matter what we they've demonstrated for us. We have this uh, cognitive dissonance that we're staying in. We can't have any kind of discussion about things. Like we can't have opposing opinions. We've seen that um, throughout the week. Um, that was just uh, two things because I count the fact that I got the warning. Um, also, um, let's go right into what happened um also with actress Letitia Wright. This goes into not only this idea that you can't have an opposing opinion and there's kind of this collective group that is ready to attack and come from all ends, but you, again, in the full way that censorship is happening and that we're not, it's not, it's not causing an alarm and it should be. So let me let me get back for people who don't know who Letitia Wright is. Um, Letitia Wright is from Black Panther. She's well known from Black Panther. She is the actress who played uh, Chadwick Boseman's characters, um, his the little sister, the brilliant science tech um, character. She's the little sister in Black Panther. So. Letitia Wright made a comment, and and let me be completely honest, I didn't get to even see the tweet that she made. She made the comment on her social media platform, Twitter. That has now been deleted, by the way. It's been deleted. No, 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 no. no. She's off social media, period. She deleted her accounts. She got the bully and got that bad. Right. Okay. So, right. She got so bullied. She's not even on social media at all. At least not on. I don't know. I didn't check. Was she on Instagram? She was on IG and Twitter. They've both been deleted. 
Okay, so let me let me finish the story. So what happened is she made a comment criticizing, actually questioning the um, the safety, the efficacy of these vaccines that are coming out and this push for po- for people to be prepared to take the vaccine. Now, keep in mind that Letitia, I don't know if she lives fully in the UK, but I know she's from the UK. So keep in mind the UK is going to be the first country that's going to be using, or is, has already started using the vaccine. So as a citizen from the UK, I would I would think and probably in having family, she has family in the UK, that as a person who lives there and seeing what's going on in the country that she lives in, at least part time, she'd be concerned. And as an as a as a not an African American, but as a black woman, it is concerning knowing the history of medical experimentation on black folks and this push for people, black people, to take this vaccine. So Letitia made a comment in reference to the vaccine. I think she made some kind of tongue-in-cheek comment about growing a third leg or something of that nature, some some kind of tongue-in-cheek comment. She also posted um, a video from a gentleman who was criticizing the vaccine. Um, So by the time we got to, we got the information, which was only a few hours later, Everything was completely gone over. Okay. Everything, I I was playing it, sorry, in the background. Everything was gone. Everything was gone. Except, of course, the criticisms and the lashing out. So the video she posted is gone. Um, The tweet is gone. Her accounts are not gone, but all the critics are still there. So when I was going to look for the information, she's being called an anti-vaxxer. She's being called homophobic, transphobic. Now, how we get to all of that from this post, I'm, I'm a little, you have some, you have some information on that because you did see a part of it. So you, you can speak to, the small you saw a small clip is that correct yes okay and that small clip was a demonstration of the was that the the what you call the phobia part of it the Uh transphobia the homophobia yes okay so you didn't you didn't get to see the entire video you only saw that clip i was gonna go back and watch more of it and then poof it's gone then poof she's gone off social media so it's no harm no foul i don't know where we are with it because you're not gonna be able to find anything of it Okay. So, so there's, there's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of problems here. First of all, I'm alarmed at the fact that we are not allowed to have differing opinions about this vaccine. I, first of all, anti-vaxxer, if somebody calls me that, I, I don't really have a problem with that, but I recognize in mainstream media to be called an anti-vaxxer is, is, can be dangerous. It can be dangerous to your career. It could be dangerous to um, future work, uh, so it's it's a dangerous notion. Um, but but the other thing is that what, how are we supposed to as as first of all as black people are we not knowing our history? Shouldn't we be more concerned about this push towards this vaccine, especially this push for us to take it first? What how is it that somebody 
a black person, whether you're from the UK or from here in the States, how could it be that you're questioning whether you do it tongue in cheek or not? How could anybody knowing the medical history across the world, not just in the United States, but knowing what's happened to us, have a problem with us having a concern about the vaccine? That's my first question. The second one is, what is why are we not concerned? Not with even if you don't agree with what she said, how is it that all of these people could possibly have an opinion so many hours after that video was taken down and you didn't see it? There, that information, that video is gone. That video is nowhere to be found on the social media platform it originated on, and she pulled it from YouTube. Her information is gone. So, all of these people kind of jumping on this bandwagon. And one of the things that I notice is groups that, um, oh, here I go, is that there are certain communities that seem to want to jump on bandwagons anyway, that to seem to want to push this idea that folks that um, may have a question or criticism about lifestyle are phobic. So there's so many layers to this, but let's tell me about what you were able to see, because again, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to see any of it except for the criticisms. So I, I'm, I'm like, it's a problem. It is a problem to me. The censorship is a problem, but fill me in on what you saw in the audience on what you, what the, the little clip you were able to see very briefly. I mean, based on what I saw, and again, you, we talked about his context. The guy that was in the video, at least to me, in a small bit that I saw, seemed to go way off topic because it was something that did reek of a bit of transphobia. It's like, you know, you have these instances where, you know, a guy is saying, I'm a girl, I'm a girl, I'm a girl, I'm a girl, I'm a girl. And I'm like, I couldn't quite get where he was going there. It just seemed, based on the isolation of that clip, that you you took an exit ramp unnecessarily. It's almost like you went out your way to single out the trans community. But again, this is me looking at a 30-second clip out of what was, what, a 40-minute, hour-long video? But that was the piece so, that, that someone had posted and saying, look, this is transphobic. And then the other criticism of the entire thing was, I think John Cheadle made this issue it, well, there's no scientific backing. There's no this guy just pulling out pulling out numbers, pulling out facts out his ass. Da, da, da. Who's gonna have scientific backing? Do you need scientific fact other than the fact that black folk have been experimenting on? Like, what what scientific facts do you need to raise a question about this? Uh, okay, and let me just and I okay here I'm going. It is interesting to me that Don Cheadle would mention anything about facts when he did a whole. Um, biographical movie on on Miles Davis and uh, felt comfortable adding a false character in that didn't exist, that had no relationship with Miles Davis whatsoever. Mm. So if you're talking about facts or facts are important to Don Cheadle, it wasn't important what he was doing Miles Davis' mm. story. That's all I'm going to say about that. Mm. Um, okay. So, <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Uh, it, it is what it is. So that's my response to Don Cheadle. So anyway, <laughs> so you saw a bit of a, a video and the part that you saw is only the guy speaking to 
did so we don't even know the full context of even when he was saying a guy can say he's a guy or a girl a girl a girl and we believe that so we so there's no context of the vaccine so you saw nothing about what he was saying about the, in terms of the vaccine no no I saw the okay. part because because I initially thought whoa hold on this is, it, I mean the truth let's let's call a spade a spade here if you say anything in the neighborhood of 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 homophobic and transphobic, you're going to get it. So I was like, wait a minute, this is a reach. How do we go from anti-vaxxer to transphobic? And that, like, and then I saw the clip. I'm like, oh, oh, that's, that's, that's how <laughs> you took an exit and just went to the whole different neighborhood. One hell of a detail. But, chief. but the problem with all of this is that how is Letitia Wright transphobic when all she talked about was the vaccine? But and, and so that was my question. I don't. The, the question is, and I will never know. Did Letitia watch this entire video? Because that's the thing we don't know. Did she watch like ten minutes and figure this dude was going to stay on point and posted it and thought it was only about anti, you know, questioning the vaccine? Because that that's to me that's the before you go throw her under that bus. That's what you need to know. If she knew what? that was in that, that content was in there. That's the question. And if she didn't, she didn't sign off on anything that I'm seeing in terms of even the criticisms that she signed off on anything that he had to say about sex or sexuality. She specifically talked about the vaccine. So here again, there's so many issues here, but the main issue for me is that she couldn't, the idea that you can't have a differing opinion or that, especially as a per, as a collective, as being a part of a collective that has been experimented on, you wouldn't even have gynecology. You wouldn't even know about gynecology had black women's bodies not been sacrificed and experimented on without um, the, the benefit of painkillers in order for scientists to and doctors to understand how the female reproductive system works. Let's be very clear about that. So if you know the history of medicine, uh, it, again, not just in the United States, but across the world about what Black women have gone through, what Black people have gone to, the experimentations, years upon years of experimentation on Black bodies. I, I think that it is a ridiculous notion that when we have a question, or if anybody has a question, never mind, even if I take the Black uh, uh, part of it out of it, if a person has a question about the efficacy of the vaccines, these vaccines that are coming out, that are being pushed upon the public, that may be, in and that we're worried about being mandatory, I think it is obscene to try to cancel and discount a person for them asking questions. As a celebrity, she doesn't have a responsibility to support the idea of vaccinations. That's she doesn't want to be vaccinated. We should be able to respect that and keep it moving. If you and you know, I said this on the last show, if you want to be vaccinated, I support everybody who wants to be vaccinated. If you want to be shot up with these new drugs, have at it. But don't be, you know, in terms of me and people like me and yourself who have made a decision to consciously take care of our bodies in a different way, to keep our immune systems healthy and safe, to keep ourselves um, at this point blessed, blessed and unaffected by COVID as of now it's worked for us. If we, if what we're doing works for us and you have a different idea of what works for you, then fine, have respect for that. She doesn't deserve to be canceled for that. She doesn't deserve the back 
backlash and the criticism and to have her work and her career threatened because of it. The other thing is I don't give a crap how, and I, and again, I probably will catch hell for this, how homophobic or transphobic you think that video was. We do not have a right to keep censoring and silencing people we don't agree with. We've got to stop doing that. I have every right as a thinking person to see that information and make a decision for myself about what in it I would agree with or disagree with it. I don't have that benefit now because the powers that be, these fact checkers and censors are taking away my freedom to decide. That is a problem for me and how quickly they do it how quickly they do it. Cause where does it stop? We, you know, folks sat back and I'm going to say folks are our community sat back and really didn't protest like we should have when they started doing Farrakhan and white folks didn't do it when they did it with Alex Jones, because a lot of people had, had, had dismissed Farrakhan as being, you know, if you, whatever you believe, anti-Semitic or racist. Or, and again, we won't even go into the definition of racism, but biased. And they, 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 you know, pointed at Alex Jones and called him a conspiracy theorist and a nut job. Whether I agree with either one of those men or not is not the point. The information that they give, people have to make a decision about what's correct and what's not. And they have to do the research and find it for themselves. But now it's getting harder and harder to do because we are, we have given a license to silence for these platforms. And that's so dangerous. It is so dangerous. It is frightening to me that I couldn't find any bit of that video at all. I'm surprised you found a piece of it, but none of it, but yet all the criticisms, there's questions about whether she'll be, you know, included in Black Panther, uh, whether, mm, what? Mm, see, Go ahead. That's another question though. And that one is nowhere near as cut and dry. Cause you know, let's be all the way real with it. Um, Don Cheadle is a piece of the puzzle, but the head of Marvel, Kevin Feige, he said nothing, and Marvel's got to walk a real tight rope right now because they fired James Gunn, director of Guardians of the Galaxy, for some very offensive tweets not a little while back, and rehired him less than a year later. And this wasn't he posted something someone else said. This is him literally tweeting, making jokes about rape and pedophilia. And they rehired him. So they gotta they they have to walk a very tight rope with this one. Because the teacher herself just said, I don't, I think we should be asking questions about the virus, about the vaccine. And she's catching out for it. And were there some transphobic remarks in said video? Well, it appears from the bit I saw there could be, but of course, as we talked about, the video has been pulled, so I can't go back and confirm. But either way, Marvel, you can't mm, mm, don't do it. It's not going to end well. Don't don't do it. Well, I mean, their their defense will be they fired him. They he got his job back, but they fired him. So is that what's going to happen with her? She she's got to sit the next Black Panther out. I if, mean, if, you, here's, and here's my go ahead. <laughs> we I'm keep sorry. Talking I was going to say, and that's where this it's not cut and dry because without going too far off the deep end. Anyone who follows the Black Panther comics knows Shuri becomes Black Panther anyway. With the untimely passing of Chadwick, it's her time. It's her turn to step up. 
You can't wow. take her out because then I you screw up the franchise. You screw up the entire chain. Like, like it's too many. Marvel is Marvel was doing the smart thing. Say less. I'm just not going to say anything. The video's gone. She's off social media. We'll just let this blow over. Right, because that's probably the the advice that she got from the studio heads. Just sit it out. Just be quiet. Just don't say anything and let it pass over. I Let me tell you, in this day and age, let me tell you what I'm expecting. I'm expecting that folks are still going to give hell because give them hell, give um give Marvel hell uh, in reference to her. Just because we have a group of, of collective of people that have nothing better to do that are going to go after Marvel and are going to try to push her out of this. I'm telling you, this is because it's it's just the behavior of this cancel culture. I mean, I hope you not. have a leg to stand on because they hired James Gunn back. You can't well, say anything. But hired back, meaning will they try to push her out and then do some kind of reconciliation later. I, I, I listen, I don't know. I'm just guessing. I, I'm just guessing. I, I just, but I think it's, I think it's a sad commentary on where we are as a collective anyway. I think it's a very sad commentary. And I felt, and let me just say, you know, with that and with, with this past two weeks, I have felt like as a black woman, I have seen a lot of dis, uh, disrespect aimed at us just in general. Um, Cause I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go into this next thing that has um, happened. Um, your favorite person, Candace Owens. <laughs> and I say that, I say that sarcastically. Everybody knows that. I, and, and, you know, this, 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 you know, whether you agree with Candace Owens or not, what I'm about to talk about to me is not the issue, whether you like her or not. We're, this is a, this is about what's okay and what's not. Um, when we talk about um, anti-blackness and racism. So, uh, there was a back and forth um, on social media between Candace Owens and Noah um, Cyrus. Noah Cyrus is Miley Cyrus's little sister. A lot of people don't even know who she is. Um, she's also a singer. Um, I don't know how, um, in terms of uh, in terms of successful she is as a singer, because I, I I knew who she was. I'm not going to say I didn't know who she was because I did, um, but. Apparently, Candace Owens made a statement about Harry Styles, the very um, successful pop artist, Harry Styles. He was on the cover of Vogue or in Vogue magazine um, in dresses. They had him, you know, styled in, in women's clothing. And Candace's statement about it was something to the effect of bring back manly men. Where are the manly men? And, and the, she questioned the feminization of men, which has been a topic of discussion uh, for a lot of us for a while, a lot of, for the, for the past kind of five years, there's been a lot of discussion about feminization of men, specifically black men, actually. But, um, with Harry Styles being styled in Vogue in dresses, her comment about that was bring back manly men and questioning that. So, uh, Noah decided she was, I guess, going to defend Harry by calling, um, Candace a nappy headed hoe. Oh Lord. And, and, you know, generally, let me just say, I, I, I wouldn't even, I, I pick and choose these celebrity, you know, these back and forth between celebrities. Cause generally I don't care about a lot of this, but this particular comment and, and who it's between kind of opens up a larger conversation. 
and it's it's triggering to some in reference to a white person calling a black person nappy headed because nappy headed in terms of race and 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 uh, uh, is a race it's a racist statement um, in, in reference to black aesthetics in terms of black hair and and quality of hair and all that that thing. So the comet is indeed racist coming from a white person. So Noah claims she didn't know it was a racist comment. I say bullshit on that. Bullshit on that. You did know it was racist. Um, but there's so many things to unpack here. The first, the, the first thing is, is that I noticed that in the commentary from Black folks that they were kind of like, yeah, it's racist, but what? it's Candace Owens. So because they don't agree with Candace Owens's politics, then I saw a lot of us giving a pass to Noah Cyrus's comment. I think that's dangerous. I think it's um, it's ill thought out, um, and and it's problematic because I think that we have to understand if the fight that we have is against the racist culture and the racist society and the racist system. We can't be okay with it in certain places because it's against a person we don't like. That idea is problematic. What, do you, what, is, your, what is your feeling about that? Because that really bothers me <sighs> that we took that stand. Because, oh, it's Candace Owens. We, we can call her. I mean, would it be okay for Noah to call her the N-word? Would that be okay? Would, can she be called a crack hole next time? I mean, what do we, what do we do? What do we, you know, if it's racist, it's racist. So racism is a problem. So we, we sign off on racism sometimes. Is that what I, I'm not understanding that position. I mean, there's layers and levels here and none of them are good. Um, in a vacuum, what she said was really just way out of pocket and way out of line. Um, so that there's that she said it there. This brings back shades, and I know it's not a direct parallel. And sadly, because she's got black folk riding with her, but so many folks didn't call her on it. But it brings back shades of years back when Don Imus was like, you know, talking about the Rutgers women's basketball team, a bunch of nappy-headed hoes. And when he got chin checked on it, his response was, "Well, you say it." And I'm like, "Oof, that's ugly," um, but sadly true. This is a different context, though, and she was way... I didn't know it was racist. Sure, you didn't. No, you had no idea. I, I don't buy that, but no. Um, ultimately, my own personal belief... Look, Candace is one of our own. I don't, person, I don't personally believe Candace believes the BS she spews. I really don't. I think she knows it's a check in being a black conservative, and she's just getting the check. But that aside... That my own personal belief aside, I she's one of our own. And a buddy of mine had a post. I saw a post on Facebook not too long ago that said if you saw Candace Owens, you know, husband's beating, husband's beating her, would you step in? What was shocking to me is how many people were like, nope, not at all. And I'm like, we we can't do that. We 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 can't do that. But then the counter argument is. But she's not for black people anyway. And I'll be honest with you, my initial my initial response, if I saw Candace Owen getting smacked around by some dude, I'm stepping in. No questions asked. But it's hard to get past the notion of 
that they have well, the other side has a point. She doesn't appear to be for black people. And we are in a point where we need black people for black people. So and I but was the comment made about her wrong and racist? Absolutely. It absolutely was. Like there's no getting around that. And I get it. I get it too. I I get the quandary about Candace Owens. I get it. But here's the thing. When I look at something like this, I have to ask myself, what do I stand for? What do I stand for? Do I do I am I is is it is you know. Candace is problematic. Uh, she is problematic pretty much across the board. I, I've heard her say a few things that I I, I could agree with. Um, and we're going to go back to the main, main statement that she made in the first place about um, Harry Styles and, and just touch on that in a minute. But I can't sign off on Miley Cyrus coming through with this statement. I just cannot do it because again, the the big issue for me, first of all, why are you, you know, you, Candace Owens makes a statement about Harry Styles and Noah comes out of left field and makes a statement. I mean, you know, people do it, but you know, if you make statements publicly, then somebody else in the public, you know, who are we to say who can make a statement and have an opinion and who not? Cause I'd be contradicting myself if I said, well, she shouldn't have said it, even though I, you know, okay. Um, but you know, in terms of this being racist, I can't, I can't give it a pass because I, I'm not a fan of Candace Owens because the bigger picture is, is who are you as a person and what are the issues that are important to you? If you're, if you're for, if, if, if you're for civil justice and civil rights and equality and knocking down this system, then you just can't sign off on it. You got to really check your heart condition. If you're looking at this person and I get it. She's problematic. She is. But in this particular situation, this to me, this is a simple one. This is not a hard one. This is this, this, this young, you know, Noah Cyrus is just specifically just being totally racist. And, and here's the other thing, even though I haven't checked it, I'm sure there are other conservatives I'm sure there are other white conservatives that made a statement about Harry Styles in those dresses. I'm sure, I'm sure I haven't, I haven't done the research, but I'm sure now Candace Owens may have been um, the, the most famous person and may have the most celebrity that spoke out against, you know, or made a statement about it, but I'm sure there's a bunch of conservatives that saw that and questioned his manliness or you know manly style what do you what and, and just going to that statement what did you think because that statement doesn't have anything to do with race about what, what candace Owens said it doesn't have anything to do with race it has to do with the idea of manhood what did you I'm, and we're not going to stay on it but what did you what do you think about that statement you, you, i'm a i'm I'm probably the wrong person to ask because I really come mm-hmm. from the standpoint of look i think a lot of the ideals that we have about masculinity and all this is 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 archaic bullshit. If that's how Candace feels, that's how Candace feels. But I personally believe a lot of things that we think are quote unquote masculine and this and that, these things have been defined by patriarchy. So it's like whenever someone says something needs to be more masculine or this and that says says what is your basis for that? Where are you getting that from? And it really doesn't take me long to dig a little bit to find out, okay, you're spewing patriarchal bullshit right now. And that's where you're running for. That's what you're running to. If that's how Candace feels, that's how Candace feels. 
you know. let me let me let me say this for 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 it to you and and for our listeners. Whether you agree with Candace Owens or not, or whether you are uh, in line with her politics, whether you're a conservative, whether you are a liberal, there are a lot of women out here who may not say it, Mm -hmm. who have been questioning and who are craving for the return of a, a masculinity to come back in vogue. Versus what they are seeing what, as this new what push for the feminized man. It's a it's it's a longer conversation. I think that we've we've pushed um, the, in it, kind of in this idea that kind of the the extreme from trying not to be um, patriarchal and misogynistic. I think that this idea that masculinity is toxic. Specifically, that's you've seen that conversation with black men, not as much with white men, but the idea that masculinity is toxic um, has skewed our idea of of how extreme we need to be to prove that men can be emotional and to express feelings and dynamics. I just I just think that you know I I see see Harry Styles is is a, he's twenty six. He's a pop artist and pop artists try to push the edge. They try to be, you you know, everybody wants to be different. Everybody wants to do something that catches attention. I see a lot of that styling as that. But for somebody who's who 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 kind of sees kind of these other trends happening, and, and I'm not going to open this big can of worms. I just wanted to get a, a brief idea of what you thought because we are going to touch back on masculinity in a, in a couple of shows coming up. But I just thought, you know, I, you know, her ideas. There are a lot of liberal women who feel that way. They won't say it. They won't say it. And this is black and white. They just kind of go, okay, here we go, putting these men in dresses and and polishing nails and putting makeup on and whatever. And they're kind of like, oh, we're over it, by the way. And it doesn't mean that you can't be a fully realized male and 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 express and do all, you know, express and be, an emotion, and be emotional and cry and all those things. I, I, but you don't have to put on a dress to do that. You don't have to dress in women's clothing to do that. So I get it. These, you know, the, and, and to me, doing that is a Eurocentric, idea of style and manhood too. So that's another thing that we won't get fully into right now. So I, I just think that, you know, yeah, there are a lot of layers to unpack with that. But, you know, Candace making that statement, she's conservative. Um, she, you know, it's not surprising she made it. Noah, not Noah uh, Cyrus's statement, however, yeah, that threw that me. That, that, threw that, me. Was, that was left Phil And, and, I don't know if it's been your experience, but it has been my experience. You never really know how racist your white friends are until they're pissed off at someone black or or someone non-white, actually. Because that's when the, you effing N-word or you effing spick, right. that, that's when it comes out. And this right. was a classic example. The thing that kills right. me is it's, it's we're gonna be real quick. Oh no, I'm not racist. I didn't know it was racist. Fuck you, didn't. You thought about you know, that. Right. This wasn't spurred a moment. You sat and thought about your response before you typed it out. So yeah, yeah, uh, you, 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 right. You probably just lost word around or two when nobody was around. Right. Because you ain't. She ain't called no white girl, no nappy headed, nothing. Right. I mean, she's not. She's she's just not. 
So, I mean, it, it just is what it is. Um, like I said, this seems have it, it seems to have been the weeks this week and even last week of of what I'm seeing is disrespect toward the black woman. Um, it, it's so crazy because it's right off of us helping the, the, the Democrats win and we were celebrated and here we are getting disrespected just left and right. Um, so here we go. There is a, he's an image consultant. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, let me be, I'm going to try to be diplomatic. He's an image consultant it. that needs an image consultant. Oh, okay. His name is Kevin Samuels. Kevin Samuels is an image consultant that just went viral this week uh, for a conversation that he had with someone that called in um, video, um, did a video chat with him, video calling or whatever the technology is, because you know I'm not techie. But anyway, he, she, she, he was doing a a show, a live show, this particular woman whose name we never got. I don't know her name. Thank goodness. Um, well, I would, I would love to know her name because I think that she deserves to be called by name and not just the woman who was bashed by, by Kevin Samuels. Well, about, but anyway, yeah, she got to avoid all the trolls, but yeah. Okay. Well, she had this conversation and, and basically the conversation began about she, she's looking to expand her dating options. And this is a woman, now keep in mind, this is a woman who, from what we gather from the video, the clip, is that she owns a business, a dog grooming business, makes six figures. And the, from where we see the video, she wants a, she's looking for a six figure man, which for Kevin Samuels, and 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 we're not going to unpack all of that, is considered a high value man. They, so there's this concept of high value who high value people are. Now, if you've done some research on, on Kevin Samuels, he does this whole, his, 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 the whole concept for him is how people move into the space of being high value. Some of that, and a lot of that is very materialistic. It's very surface. Um, it's about what you drive, how you look, how you dress, um, how much money you make. So this conversation is coming from that perspective. So this woman who makes a certain amount of money, and we're going to post the clip. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and post the clip too. I haven't. I, I really had to think about it, but I'll post it just for people who have not seen it. Um, so the idea of of high value is in this conversation specifics to making six figures. So she has a dog grooming business. She's been um, making six figures for the last three years, which was um, shared in the video, and she's looking for that kind of man. He basically tells her she doesn't qualify. She's not good enough. Now, the reasons he tells her she doesn't qualify is that she's 35, has a son who's 13. Um, so for in his mind, 35 is considered an older woman. I, I, where this logic is coming from, but okay. And because she has a child and a male child at that, who is, um, I guess, 13 is teenager, not preteen. Um, and... The other thing he goes into is that she's average looking. He basically tells her you're average and you deserve an average man. That she doesn't, and he uses the word, she doesn't qualify for a high value man. And I'm laughing, but I don't think it's funny. Um, I, 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 when I, first of all, I'm going to tell you my first response to it, Ross, was I could hardly watch it. It was 
gut-wrenching because we're we're simplifying it. For those people who have not seen it, we're, I'm really simplifying it. But to watch it, it is cringeworthy because it is such an attack on this woman's self-esteem. Now, part of the problem too, and I, I have to tell full truth from what I, what I was looking at, is that part of the issue is that she came into this conversation and you could see her self-esteem wasn't the highest because he asked her to rate herself and and he said from her her face she said she was a 5 but when she gets herself together a 6 so he says to her well that's average so and that high value men aren't looking for average women what we, I mean, we this show is we we try to do this show to make it only 90 minutes at tops. So there's so much unpacking to do here. But what was horrifying to me, not only was the way because the conversation ended with him cursing her out, telling her she needs therapy, calling her broad. I, I mean, it was just so disrespectful. That was horrifying to me. But what was even more horrifying to me is that when I went to several places and looked at the commentary, and I'm not talking about commentary from people that I know personally, because I know better, I know people who are more, uh, I think, emotionally uh, uh, mature who saw that and saw the disrespect and spoke to that. But what was horrifying for me is that I went to several different places and there were so many men who signed off and agreed with what happened in that conversation and said that he was giving her tough love and telling her that that she wasn't qualified. And, the, and this woman is a woman who had weave. This is a dark skinned black woman with weave and wig. And, and, and you know, with na- the, the nails and the, the lashes and all of that sort of thing. So he basically told her when she, you know, sh- if she didn't need all of that stuff, she wouldn't wear it which I don't think is true for most women. Um, I, I think that women wear it because they think it's what men likes. It makes them feel confident. I'm not one of those women. I don't tend to wear that stuff, but I don't have a criticism about um, necessarily women that do wear it, except for sometimes I think it it, it tends to look a little artificial and I, I don't understand when it, you know, this, but I, I'm get, I'm get, I'm done. I'm I'm getting off track. So <laughs> but I, I just think that this statement about quality and who is deserving of whom, I am gonna let you you because I got some other stuff to say about that, but I, I just want to get your perspective when you saw that, what you thought about that. I just wanted to smack dude. Like, who are who are you? You less than average talking about somebody being average. And to me, just abusing penile privilege, like, because you think you some kind of a man, you can talk down to a black woman like that. And like you said, it's painfully, and one, one, by my, by my, by my standard, she wasn't no bad looking lady by any stretch of the imagination. So I'm like, where are you getting this garbage about what nobody, what no high value? What are you talking about? Because see, what I saw was a sister in pretty decent shape. Didn't look bad at all, and holding her own. She's an entrepreneur making a hundred k a year. Exactly. Dear boys, in a niche, in a niche, most entrepreneurs don't do that. In in a niche field, she's a she had a dog grooming business, which I thought was a brilliant business to have. And it's because here's the real truth: is that she's in a business where people that come to get their dogs groomed generally, who can can especially during the pandemic, who are still doing that, have disposable income. So she's 
she probably a lot of her clients are 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 in six figures. Right. So, and I'm like, you, you just, and it's just, see, this is the problem with you black women. No, this is the problem with black, some of these black men out here. That's the problem. You clearly see a sister could use a pick-me-up, could use a bit of love, but instead, you, we in this damn Instagram model world where if it don't look like one of these Instagram models, oh, you just all right. So conditioned and just looking at things ass backward now that if it don't look like, you know, these cartoonish proportions, oh, she just all right. And maybe my age is showing here, but no, I'm I'm sorry. I appreciate stability. I appreciate a sister that, oh, wow, you're an entrepreneur making six figures, not a job and no knock, but this is, that, that's your blood, sweat and tears because the average entrepreneur makes less than that. So I'm thinking to myself, and, and now I don't know, you saw some other stuff. Most of the people I saw on Facebook were like, yo, it's, it's going to be plenty of brothers who will be happy to scoop her right on up and love her the right way. But th- this is why this is why it's so hard for good brothers because we got a-holes like this knocking her down. And I'm like, this is just all uh, oh, the so things you I want about, to him. <laughs> let, me, let me say this. He, part of the issue is that I think that she was talking, both of them were talking about very surface things about what what does it even mean to be high value? And she wants a man that makes the same kind of money as she does. That's fair. So I think that that's fair too. But I think that one of the things that I and and I, that we have to examine is that are there enough black men who make the kind of money she makes that would be available to her? So that becomes the question. But it also becomes a question to me about what is valuable. What makes a person valuable? She wasn't valuable, he was saying, because she didn't look a certain kind of way. And I think in her mind, too, I, 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 we didn't get enough time to really question, but the value of the man in terms of making a certain kind of money. Now, I understand women wanting to be equally yoked financially, but I would have loved to have seen a better conversation between two people in reference to what makes quality people, what makes a quality mate. It was just a tear down session. And and let's talk about Kevin Samuels for a minute from what I was able to get. He's been married several times, at least two times. Um, Kevin Samuels looks to me like he's way in his fifties and is a single man. Um, and I don't know. And, and I had a question. Fashion choices. Well, my also my question, and I'm in, and I know somebody's going to come for me on this, but in watching him and in watching his videos, I don't, I, I'm questioning whether Kevin Samuels dates women or not because, or only dates women. Cause I, I, my, my, I wasn't even clear based on the way he was coming at this woman. I, and I'm the way I've seen him speak about women before, even though he gives advice to um, men and women, let's in fairness, I've seen him, I watched a, a video where he said some not so kind things to men too, but I, I don't, I'm, I'm wondering if this is a man that really, you know, who's had two failed marriages and maybe his issue is that maybe he doesn't really know how to have uh, a relationship with 
a woman anyway. So I'm not clear on how he would be qualified. And since when does an image consultant, because basically an image consultant tells you how to dress, when does an image consultant qualify as a dating consultant? So there was just so many questions. But again, back to what was horrifying is the way that he spoke to her, the way he devalued her because of looks. And and keep in mind, she did mention at some point in the video that her perception of what high value men value is women that are lighter skinned and had a certain kind of aesthetic, which meant that somewhere she's been the victim of colorism. Also, you could see that in rating herself so low, a five, low, that's, 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 that isn't, you know, because it's in the middle, it is considered average, that maybe there were some self-esteem issues. And, and basically in the conversation, I didn't get the idea that she had the highest self-esteem, but still, this is a woman who has a business, a thriving business, who's, who through a pandemic and through being a single mother still is having, still was able to maintain and is maintaining a thriving business. And none of that was celebrated. None of that would seem to be of value because he said in, in the conversation that high value men don't care about your money. So there were so many things in that, but one of the things, again, back to my, my biggest complaint about what I saw is that so many men in the comment section, and you said in your, your, your comment section that you saw, um, you didn't see the men signing off. Well, I'm alarmed at the men signing off talking about she doesn't qualify she's just average uh these women want too much uh you know black women got issues all of these things degrading her as a not just a woman but as a black woman and being specific to this being an issue for black women and i'm gonna say i think that there's an issue with black men about respect and i and i'm one who defends black men all the time but I think with what I saw and so many people signing off on that, there's a problem across the board in the way that we value each other, but specifically in terms of because of what's what what is important to black men. Because he was making a com a statement, and I, I want black men to understand he was making a statement about you as well by saying that basically you care about just about the way she looks. You don't care about the fact that she's been a single mother who's been able to maintain and take care of her son alone. That's not valuable. You, The fact that she's been able to maintain a business is, wouldn't be valuable to a black man. This is a woman who you could come into to, uh, into a situation together and you can, can continue to build with. That wasn't valuable. That's a real statement about black men, because keep in mind, Kevin Samuels ain't speaking to white men. White men don't give a shit what Kevin Samuels has to say. Other men of other races ain't thinking about Kevin Samuels and paying him no attention. This is a conversation he's having to black people about black relationships, which makes him dangerous. When you see, and, and I keep telling, saying people are dangerous. And when I say that, I'm saying that they, when they get a certain amount of influence and they're guiding folks wrong, that's why I call so many people dangerous. But the idea that he had so many black male supporters is concerning. And, you know, we saw this. And, and again, I, I told you, Ross, I, I felt worn out because just last week, I watched black men tear down another black woman. And that was Gabourey Sidibe. And I didn't talk about it last week because I, I just said I was just going to leave this alone because I try again, uh, you know, celebrities and their stuff. I, I kind of pick and choose. But again, another alarming trend that I saw. Now, Gabourey Sidibe is the actress from Precious. Um, she's from Empire. 
um, and some other other films, um, Tower Heist. Um, and Gabourey is a uh, very dark skinned, very heavy set black woman. And Gabourey Sidibe just recently got engaged, and her her husband to be is a, a white um, male. And you know, I watched and I looked at, and I read commentary, the most disgusting, despicable commentary about Gabourey Sidibe, about you know. You know, you get a certain black woman, get a certain amount of money. They turn against uh, black men. And then the other thing was who wanted her anyway? Black men don't care. Well, let's tell some truth, Ross. You you there with me? We're going to tell some truth. <laughs> black men, let's tell the truth. Let's be really clear. I, I'm going to say that probably for Gabourey Sidibe's experience, there were not a whole lot of black men who were coming for Gabourey Sidibe who would have considered her the kind of mate that they would have wanted to have because she doesn't have the aesthetic. Black men still, you know, we, we hear dark skinned black women talking about it all the time that they get overlooked. And then add to that, Gabourey doesn't have the aesthetic that a lot of black men um, um, appreciate. And also with her being overweight, I've, I've, I've seen commentary about her so many times. In fact, um, in fact, the same Kevin Samuels m- did some video where he says something to the effect of, if Gabourey Sidibe can get a husband, why can't you? Wow. So we're talking about horrible disrespect of black women. And I don't understand if Gabourey Sidibe wasn't on most black men's radar, why are you commenting at all in reference to her finding love? Why not celebrate this sister finding love? Why not do that? I don't understand. And I feel like I have a I have a right to to speak out against black men because I defend you all all the time. I have been there have been plenty of shows where I've talked about black feminists coming after black men and being incorrect. So now I'm going to go after you, brothers. What is going on with you in our community? How is it OK that because you don't think Gabourey Sidibe has the aesthetic that you find appealing, that you find it okay to tear her down. And in a situation where you all, you all know, you know that black men are are checking for, and you know, Ross, hello, that your brothers were not uh, checking for Gabourey Sidibe. Why is it okay for them to criticize? And where are we, where's the, where's the, where's the group of black men that are going to speak out and defend these women? But there. I think we gotta be careful on this, and here's what I mean. I do agree with you, okay. um, because look, some brothers are absolutely trash, but I'm hesitant to to color. I'm not saying you are, but I'm hesitant. I really think these ass clowns are in the minority, because there's a like. Bottom line, there's a lot of aesthetics. I think some brothers have an issue with. The thing is, I don't have to like anything. I just can't give you shit for it. So if Gabby is not my personal preference physically, fine. I'm not going to give Gabby shit for it. And this is the problem I'm having with a lot of these dudes. Shut up. Nobody asked. Exactly. Nobody asked you. Exactly. You got you exactly. the same crew. Oh, Serena, she's too manly. She's too muscular. Cool. So she wouldn't marry the white dude. Oh, why she leave the brothers? Because of you dumb fucks. <laughs> That's why. Like, like, stop, okay? Just stop. Oh, I can't stand sisters with the weave and with the fake this and the fake that. But you, but, but that's that's who you lusting after. That's who you like. Who pictures you like? 
That's whose pictures you like. I need That's who's, these cats to be together. Shut up. Right. Okay. Right. Shut up. It's, right. It's just it's it's that group, uh, and I know this is a bit of an offshoot, but the brothers who want to who 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 refuse to date black women, date outside the race. Cool, do that, but don't knock black women on your way out the door. Okay. Shut up. Go do whatever you want to do, but leave sisters out of it. Right. I, I think that, but but we need more black men standing up and saying what you just said. You can't th- this continuous past that you can just break down and tear down because you don't think this woman is aesthetically pleasing or you don't like that the sister wanted um, a man that made the same amount of money as her. That that was the other thing. It wasn't like this was a girl who was making $20,000 a year talking about she was a $100,000 man. This woman makes $100,000 a year. Right. So is this dude even $100,000? Are you a high value man? Oh, exactly. What, like, you know, She's asking Cause you need, you need an awful lot of YouTube followers to get to a hundred thousand dollars a year, my brother. So so you sitting here talking all this yin yang about this sister. Are you a high value man, your damn self? Well, there's no way. I don't know how we prove it because I don't know what he does when we talk about Kevin Samuels. I don't know. I don't know what he does in terms of outside of this. Uh, he, um, he trash. But you know, but 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 again, this this constant criticism that we've been seeing in this this these last two weeks is it's it's just a it's just I I felt like we've been really you know seeing a lot of this and I and again this is I get this is my time to call brothers out you you've got to do better Agreed. you've got to do better Agreed. in terms of the way you treat your black woman because going forward and I said this before going forward for us to move as a community for us to to really fight um the anti-blackness that's part of the system. If we're divided, we can't do that. You can't do that. You this 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 broken foundation that we have. We can't support a home. We can't support a, 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 these institutions that we're trying to rebuild with this. We can, we can't do it. It's so unfortunate. I mean, it's just been really you know just kind of seeing what's happening. I, I we we have to speak out about it. We have to call it out. And we need brothers like you to do it, Ross. We need more brothers who are willing to do that and step up and have these conversations. Cause I, I, I and again, you, you said you didn't see it as much, but I, you know, I'm 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 on I'm looking, I'm looking and seeing the commentary. And it has been it has been Okay. I mean, I think what it is that brothers such as myself, I'm I'm not gonna hop on an idiot's page like Kevin Samuels because I already know what the comment section is gonna look like. I think the brothers such as myself, we are having conversations completely independent of ass clowns like that. And I think that's why it overwhelmed because it's overwhelmed. It looks overwhelmingly one-sided because the brothers such as myself, we're, we're not even entertaining that. Like I saw, you know, I, without divulging too much, like classic example, when I saw what happened, when I saw the commentary, I saw the video, I'm like, I didn't really need to watch the whole thing. I watched it for the sake of our show, but I'm like five minutes in, I'm like, this dude is trash in the story. And anybody who rolls with him is trash. If I have to explain to you why you're trash for rolling with him, nah, 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 it's it's nothing to be said. But folks like that, that have so much bad to say about sisters and brothers such as myself, we don't coexist. We don't don't even run the same spaces. I don't even hop on comment sections where you have idiots like that. Now, every now and again, you get one like in my world that wants to say, well, no, the brother had a point. 
And I promise you, he got ate up like a like a small fish surrounded by piranhas. But yeah, it's, it's plenty of brothers out there that ain't rocking with the nonsense. We just don't blend in with those idiots spewing the nonsense. Keep in mind, I agree with you. I don't have people in my my circle. My circle of men that I deal with wouldn't sign off on that. None of them have. But keep in mind, what happens is this. We know about Kevin Samuels because he went viral. We know about him because so he so basically he came into our backyard now. So he's he's been kind of on the sidelines. We know about him because that's not I, I, I wouldn't you know, I myself wouldn't be taking advice from Kevin Samuels. Mm-hmm. I, and I knew who he was. I had seen him before because I've, I've been vetting um, some of these people for some upcoming shows. So I had seen him and somebody had seen sent me some of his work. Um, so I'd seen him before. He was It was nothing to discuss for me, but he's viral now. Mm-hmm. So you, you got to know now that when somebody's viral and he's getting the attention of all of these other uh, all of these other pages and sites that what it does is it opens up it opens up uh really the audience for them and also by looking at the comments you get to see mentally where we are that's why i say it's really important to pay attention to what's going on and that's why we're discussing it because i was more interested after seeing him about the response to him because that speaks to a larger audience of what's uh, uh, of of how we think as a collective. Because again, you and I, we we we've got you know we've we've got people that we deal with in our circles. But the broader discussion got opened up because he's on larger pages and he's on you know when he went viral, you saw him in different spaces where he would have not he wouldn't have been. He was even on 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 you know you had like Boyce Watkins discussing him. You you know you had you have these groups and collectives that didn't know anything about. To Kevin Samuels, but because that video, I mean, you, it, it is when you see that kind of discourse, it's compelling. You're like, what the hell? What do we? Ha- what did we have here? And it and it opens the conversation up. It unpacks some of the issues in our community that we're going to have to work out. Agree. I mean, you we're going to have to work this out. If the the only question I would have, and the only advice I would have for sisters, and please, please let me be very clear. This by no means is me being accusatory. The only thing I would, only piece of advice I would give for sisters, go where the love is. I'm not sure what made this sister call this clown. I don't know what made this sister call this clown at all, but this cat was not giving any love. Sisters, go, it's brothers out here waiting to love you. Go where the love is. Don't um, morons that want to kick you down and you average and you can't get a high value, man. No, no, no. That, that's not where the love is. Trust me. It's brothers out here waiting to love you. Go where the love is. Think, Nina Simone, if love ain't being served, leave the table. Ross. Yes, ma'am. Ross, you just opened up... Um... We're not we're not going to go fully here, but you just opened up another can of worms because I'm going to I'm going to speak for a lot of sisters. You say go where the love is. It doesn't seem to be with brothers for a lot of women. So that is part of the problem. You say go where the love is and we're looking at y'all and we're not finding it there. So what does that mean? So and, and I don't want you to answer that. Cause that's gonna we 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 you know we've been talking offline you know that we're gonna have some conversations coming up in reference to that. Mm-hmm. So 
with that, Ross, we're gonna <laughs> we've been talking we we we've been talking an hour and twenty minutes, and we've been talking about the disrespect. And um, I'm gonna tell you, this is a this is a big big subject in our community. And I'm I'm glad we had these examples so we can start this conversation and we're going to continue on the conversation. But before we're, we're going to wrap up this show, um, because I, I want us to those of you who have not seen the video, go look at it. It's going to be on the I uh, Everybody Loves Bliss uh, pages, our Facebook page, and we're going to have it on our Twitter page. I want you to look at it and start having a conversation about how we talk to each other. I want you to go and I want you to see where Gabby uh, Sidibe announced her her um, engagement. And I want you to look at some of the commentary that you see. And I want you to examine that and start to have a conversation amongst yourselves about how we disrespect women and black women specifically. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean for our community? How do we move forward with this? But but before we go, let it let me congratulate a a a sister who um who made the news um a few years ago. And that is artist Amy Sherald. Amy Sherald was the artist who was commissioned to do the portrait of Michelle Obama. The infamous portrait, uh, the first lady portrait. Do you remember that? Yep. That beautiful portrait of, of uh, it was because it was uh, Kahindi Wiley who did the portrait of uh, Barack Obama and it was Amy Sherald. And Amy Sherald, by the way, is from uh, the DMV area where I'm based. She's actually a Baltimore based artist. Last night, Amy Sherald sold her painting in um, the paintings called The Bathers. Last night, that painting sold. Do you want to guess how much that painting sold for Ross. I mean, I know the number and I'm mind blown. Okay. Oh, you know the number. Yeah, I, I'm off. That wow. Painting wow. Sold for $4.3 million last night. Whew. Now, keep in mind, that's a record for Amy Sherald, but it's an, it's, it is, it is one of the most expensive um, sales for a black artist's um, work in history. Um, they had valued the painting. They had expected it to bring in like 180 to 200,000. It sold for $4.3 million last night. So I, my hat is off to Amy Sherald. I want to congratulate the sister, um, for making that sale. Um, for doing her thing, for following her our artistic works. And I hope that um, we respect this sister's <laughs> beautiful work and what she's done. Because I want to end this with a high note for us, for, for um, our, you know, one of our, our, our sisters since we've been talking about Black women's disrespect on this episode. Did you see the painting? It's a, it's a beautiful painting. It's actually a painting of two um, Black women in a bathing suit. Have you seen it? I have. It's, it, yeah. it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I don't know how to value art because I I, 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 I don't. I don't know. to pay for it. So, you know, somebody was going to pay that much for it. Well, somebody paid it. Um, just keep in mind, it was not the highest um, uh, piece that went last night. I think the highest piece that went was of a landscape that went for $41 million. Um, Yeah. But $4 million for the sister. Listen. I, I'm very, very happy for her. Congratulations, Amy Sherald. So, with that, um, we we've we're, we're going to wrap this up because we, we this is this is going to be part of a series of conversations we're going to have to have about the disconnect in our communities. Um, 
our community is black men and black women. So we've opened up the door, Ross. How are you feeling about uh, what we wish? I would hope that we would get some supportive email. I mean, we, it's look, there's some tough conversations that have to be had. We get some. I, I'm sorry, say that again. I said there's some tough conversations that have to be had. May as well have them here. We may as well have them here. And, and you know, we want to ask the audience to please, we are on, we are on Spotify. We are on iTunes. We are on, where are we, Ross? We're on SoundCloud. We're any place generally where you listen to your favorite podcast. We are asking that you subscribe to the podcast. We are growing and we want you to grow with us um, and make sure that you don't miss any of the future episodes. And we are going to unpack more of this conversation on the um, disrespect of Black women and, and what's going on with our communities and what's going on between men and women in general. So that's going to be coming up on future episodes. You do not want to miss those shows. I'm telling you, you don't. Um, and with that, Ross Cooper, we're going to wrap this up. So I want to tell the audience, listen, it is the same every week and we mean it. We love you and we want the best for you and we want you here with us every week. So with that, I'm going to say thank you. Oh, and, and, and cheers. Um, it's Rosé tonight, by the way. <laughs> it is rosé tonight. Ross, you're drinking water again? You know it. Is that what you're doing? That premium H2O, mm-hmm. baby. Yeah, that premium H2O. But you you do drink it out of a, like a $200 um, bottle. We did, let us not forget. 115 thank you very much. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I was off by, what, $35? Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, with that, Ross, uh, we're going to say goodbye to the people. Say goodnight to the people or goodbye to the people, Ross. Peace. All righty. Next time, people.